Slinging It Deep podcast. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Swingin' It Deep podcast. It's your host, Colin Scully, in the lead chair this week, replacing our good friend Dan Hayes, who suddenly had to miss the podcast. Um, <laughs> so it's just me and my good friend Evan. How are you doing this morning? Yeah. Nice Wednesday morning in Durham. The sun is out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty nice day. Uh, I had an 8 a.m., which was tough. Uh, I go to bed late every night, so every morning I wake up and I try to give myself a little bit of time so I can eat breakfast, shower, and of course every time I get up at the last possible second and I'm running out the door and it's never it's never a good thing, but uh, settled in a little bit here. Yeah, um, I won't lie. I woke up at 10 o'clock. I'm doing the... Uh... The party, the, the office time on Zoom, I got a sweatshirt on. I do not have pants on. I'm still laying under the blanket. Uh, it's cold. Dude, the building's been so warm since they turned the heat on the other day. Yeah, no, it really has been. We had some issues with our heat because for a little bit, it had taken a while to turn on. So our apartment was actually cold. Really? I remember it was just brutal. But now, obviously, they got the heat on. But, uh, I really don't notice it until it's late at night when I'm getting under the blankets and I'll be like, I'm so goddamn hot. So yeah. I'll usually just rip the blankets off. Um, but no, it's been, it's definitely been brutal. I have not slept under the blankets in days. Which sucks because I love to. Yeah, I know. It's like, that's the best part of fall and winter yeah. is getting into the warm blanket. But yeah. it's like 72 in the apartment and fucking a sauna when you get under them. Well, that makes getting up in the morning a little bit easier though because when yeah it's so cold in the fall and winter you're you're all you want to do is just stay in bed and stay under the covers yeah that's true that's true um should we jump into some football discussion we'll, we'll go to power yeah. rankings i think without the graphic we might as well go uh you share yours i'll share mine and then we'll talk about the group one collectively and kind of go from there yeah My so number for the one was the Bills. Yeah, I have Buffalo as well. Real quick, I want to interject. Uh, Dan okay. did tell me that my power rankings were blatantly incorrect. So uh, <laughs> I'll be curious to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I have the Eagles at two. I do as well. Chiefs at three. Yep. Vikings four. Yep. Cowboys five. Yep. Giants six. Yep. <laughs> Titans seven. No, okay. I have Cincinnati seven. Buccaneers eight. Chargers. 49ers nine. 49ers. Jets ten. I have Rams. Packers eleven. Jets. Chargers twelve. Titans twelve. So you you omitted the Buccaneers as well as the Packers. Mm -hmm. But you have the Bengals and the Rams. Yeah. 
Correct. I don't think the Bengals or Rams are deserving of a top 12 spot. And I honestly don't think the Buccaneers and Packers are. I wish fucking Dan was on this podcast so I could just yell at his face and tell him this is exactly what I predicted with the Green Bay Packers. The offense is despicable. Every team knows it's Jones or Dylan. They're shutting it down. There's nowhere for Rodgers to go. They scored 10 fucking points on the Jets this weekend. <laughs> it's over for them. The Vikings have won the division. It is over. Can we get a guarantee I'll on the guarantee record? guarantee that. Yeah, the Vikings no, I... have won the division. The Packers are done. Yeah, I can't in good faith put the Packers in my top 12. They're just, in my opinion, not deserving. At least the Rams, you know, it, it, last week against Carolina, one by 14, one by double digits. That was important to see. It was important to see that they got Allen Robinson involved uh, at a touchdown, five catches, I believe. Yeah, so it was the best game of the year. It was encouraging to see that. So that's why I put the Rams back in. The Bengals, I'd say a character win on the road in New Orleans. That's not an easy place to play. You saw Jamar Chase get going. T. Higgins slowly making his way back to being healthy. You still have Boyd, Mixon, Burrow. I'm taking the playmakers of Cincinnati's offense right now over Tampa Bay and Green Bay where the offenses look just pitiful. Um, Brady, all he does is check it down for net or go to Godwin over the middle. Uh, They're struggling to run the ball. They're struggling to get Mike Evans going and these other receivers that they got. Something's just wrong with the Buccaneers. And, and I don't know. I feel like it's Tom Brady. And just based on the performance in some of their games, the Bucs are 3-3, three and three, the Packers are 3-3, three and three, and it goes both ways. Neither team has looked good at all. And I have to judge my power rankings on who has looked good, who's had good games, especially of late. And to me – um, neither of those teams. Uh, it just it's brutal. And at that point, you're almost thinking about where did I have them ranked in the preseason? And I'm just not that kind of guy with when it comes to power rankings. I judge based on what I'm watching on my TV, uh, what I'm seeing out of key players, uh, you know, trends. I'm not caring so much as to about where I ranked them at the beginning of the year because I think. If we've learned anything about this season, it's been just the year of parity when everybody has a shot. I mean, the Jets should not be going into Green Bay and winning. The Steelers, with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, should not be beating the Bucs. I don't care if it's in Pittsburgh. So that's oh, my two cents. I agree 100%. Um, I, said, I think I said this on the pod last week. It's not, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And it seems like the Giants and the Jets and – even the Titans, like they're they're teams that are getting me wins. Um, we'll we'll look at the group power rankings real quick. It's Buffalo one, Chiefs two, Eagles three, Vikings four, Cowboys five. So same top five as us. Mm-hmm. Bucks six. I don't agree with that. No. Bengals seven. I'm sorry, they're three and three. They're not the seventh best team in the league right now. Giants eight. Honestly, they're playing like. I think they're playing better than the Bucks or the Bengals right now. And I agree. And and I think just to jump in, I think that goes to what I'm saying. We can think about where we had the Bucks ranked at the beginning of the year. In my opinion, that's not relevant now. I, I'm judging which team has looked better, the Bucks or the Giants. And it's just not even close. It's definitely mm-hmm. the Giants. And I don't give a damn that they got out yarded by 300 or, or 250 against Baltimore. I don't care. 
They made big plays when it mattered. They held Lamar Jackson down when it mattered. And they were able to get the job done. Why can't we say that that is – I mean, that's a scrappy win that they weren't getting, say, a year or two ago. So I, all that matters is wins. I don't care about yardage. I agree. 49ers, 9. Titans, 10. Ravens, 11. Chargers, 12. Ravens are an interesting case because they've barely been mm-hmm. – like they've – not been leading the game for like eight minutes all year, but they're three and three. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it kind of ties back into the t- like the trend of them last year. It was they could never win the close games. No. And you look, in my opinion, too, and this is relevant, they are, they have been dreadful in the fourth quarter all year long. And I left them out. And I think you can make a case for Baltimore, certainly in the top 12. I just think you, to be a top 12 team, you can't blow three fourth quarter leads this year and one, let alone being up 35 14 in the fourth quarter and you lose that game. I mean, that's yeah. despicable. So yeah. I, I had to leave Baltimore out. I can see it. I can see why they're in. But I mean, you know, they, they should be beating the Giants. Um, they were up big time on the Bills, they were obviously up huge on Miami. Um, so I expect more from Baltimore. All right, so as of right now, do you think the Jets or the Giants finish with a better record? I'd have to go with the Giants, 5-1 and one right now, uh, I think. And I can see both arguments. I think the Giants have a better shot at getting more wins within, within their division than the Jets do. I, I think the Jets are going to struggle with the Dolphins this week. I think the Patriots are going to give the Jets some problems and then obviously Buffalo. So when you look at the NFC East, I think the Giants can beat Washington twice. I think they could steal one from even a Dallas or Philadelphia. So when I look at it from that perspective, with the Giants already having the better record, I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, that's fair. It's been a crazy, crazy year in NFL football. I'm going to sneeze, so you're going to have to talk for about 10 seconds. All right. Yeah, but, I mean, Daniel Jones is just doing enough to get the job done. And, you know, he hasn't been so flashy. But, again, the Giants, when they had that good year two, three, two years ago maybe, um, they were winning with their defense. Their defense was making plays. I mean, this defense, I mean, they picked off Lamar Jackson when it mattered. I believe it was maybe Julian Love. I'm not sure. Couldn't, Couldn't sneeze. If anyone was curious. Uh, <laughs> um, but again, people are stepping up on the Giants defense and you know, they don't need Daniel Jones to be a hero. They just have to win the turnovers and play in a way that is going to set them up for success. And that's what they've done. I mean, Daniel Jones last year, I'm not sure how many games he played, 2,400 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 picks. Ran it 62 times for 298 yards and two scores uh, with three fumbles lost. This year, already in just, what, six weeks, 1,000 yards, which is almost halfway to last year's mark. Five touchdowns, halfway to last year's mark. Two interceptions, so he's limiting the turnovers. He scampered 47 times already for 236 and two scores, so... I think the running game has been bigger for him this year and yeah. only two fumbles. So 
still got to protect the ball in terms of fumbles, but I think he's just been so much more efficient and so much smarter with the football. Yeah, he really has been uh, making better decisions. And it's interesting to see the receivers that he's doing it with. It's no one really flashy. You're seeing no. Kenny Galladay's been a ghost. Canary's Tony's uh, been a ghost. Uh, Darius Slayton. Shepard got bit. hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, he's doing this with not say the best talent in the in the world. And you know, I know they brought in Odell. It would it would have been crazy to see them sign up. That would have been a big ad for Jones. It's been the fake one show. He's been great. He's been really good. And uh, those who drafted him in the second round, certainly happy with how he's produced. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at their wide receiver depth chart right now. Darius Slayton, Marcus Johnson, and Wandell Robinson. Yeah. Brutal. It's crazy that they're they're doing that right now. Their tight end is Daniel Bellinger. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be beating. And again, they beat the Packers too. They be, they've beaten the Packers, Ravens. Who would have thought? It's the defense. The defense has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's. I mean, let's pull up their numbers real quick. And I'm just curious because. When you think about it and you look at that offense on paper, that should be a bottom five offense in the league, and it might be. Yeah. Well, when Barkley's not there, it's it, it certainly may be one. But, I mean, Barkley, unbelievable year so far. And certainly by the end of the year, could lead the league in rushing. And Brian Dable is so smart with how he utilizes Saquon and, and his play calling is brilliant. Uh, just in general, you think back to his Bills days. So they they're got the right up, guy there to lead the team and the offense. They're giving up 19 points per game. They have 13 sacks, seven fumble recoveries, only one interception. So they're just getting teams off the field. Oh. It's been yeah, impressive. 19 yeah, 19 points against when he played Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Lord knows who else. Yeah. Yeah. They've been good. Um, quick college football note. Obviously, Tennessee upsets Alabama this weekend. They moved to three in our rankings. Bama down to six. Um, what a game that was. Just fucking awesome football. Um, and look at us coming out on the right side of things for once. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was a good, definitely a good weekend pick for us taking TCU and Tennessee. Tennessee, and there was another game, but yeah, it was certainly an unbelievable game. And did you see how wobbly that kick was? The kick off by oh the my kicker? god, yeah, is it not the worst game winning kick that you've ever seen? It barely made it. I know, and it, well, it was it, like it didn't have that, yeah, and it didn't have that trajectory. The thing was wobbling like a I don't even know. I wonder if someone maybe nicked it, yeah, maybe. I don't know, I'd have to go back and look, but it looked so ugly when it went through. Yeah. Um, let's jump into some recap games. So we'll go first to you with Philly Dallas, the Sunday night game. Yeah, so this was certainly an an interesting game. Uh for a while. I mean, it was all Philadelphia. They go up twenty to nothing. 
I, I just again a dominant second quarter. It's but they've been the team of the second quarter. They scored twenty points in the second quarter. Uh, so they were up twenty to nothing. Then Dallas kicks a field goal, and Dallas responded pretty well, especially in the second half. Uh, Cooper Rush looked a little bit more comfortable. They got Zeke going. Zeke finally somewhat showing up. Uh, he had a nice touchdown run from I believe fifteen or twenty yards out. Had 81 rushing yards on just 13 carries. So it was good to see Zeke kind of step up. Uh, but again, it, it was there was no Dalton Schultz as well. So they were pretty much pulling guys for uh, to be their tight end. They had Jake Ferguson, who caught a touchdown. Hendershot played decent. And CeeDee Lamb obviously get, gave you five catches. But for the Eagles, it was the defense. They intercepted Cooper Rush three times, giving him his first loss. Um of of his just career, I I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Uh, you saw Gardner, uh, with two interceptions. You saw Slay with a pick. So I mean, the defense, yeah, the defense is so good. Uh, just on every level. Uh, Kaiser White looks awesome. Um, PJ Edward or TJ Edwards looks so good. I have him in fantasy in my league of defense with defensive players. I mean, this guy's all over the ball. And they said it on the broadcast. There's a reason that Kobe Dean is not getting any playing time. It's because of Kaiser White and TJ Edwards just playing out of their minds. And then you talk about the secondary. Slay's a top five corner in the league this year, yep. if not top three. And then they signed Hassan Reddick. You have Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, who's really good. James Bradbury's had a good year. Well, he looked a little bit shaky uh, last night, but just in general, or on Sunday. But he's, in general, he's had a good year. Up and down, the defense is complete. Obviously, uh, Brandon Ingram is – Brandon Graham as well. So, uh, good win for the Eagles. They're 6-0, and and I've been in on the Eagles for a while. I said over the summer that I thought that they could win 14 games. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts looks to have taken that step forward. I know Dan just still has a lot of reservations, but uh, I'm all in. I'm, on, I'm all in on Philly. I am a little concerned now about this trend of the second quarter, where that's the only quarter they can really score points. I just – I worry against like, – because they really have not had a true no. – Yes, Dallas has been good this year, but they played some not great teams during this little run. Minnesota. Um, yep, they have played Minnesota, and they look good. But, again, like the points all came in one rush in that second quarter. I believe in that game. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, regardless, though, I mean, they held them to nine points or something, and Slay had, it just dominated Jefferson all game. I think that's, you know, the, it was interesting to see Slay was on Gallup, I believe, all game, and Bradbury was against Lamb, which was a surprise, and I thought that they w- would have had Slay on Lamb, but. Uh, I mean, Michael Gallup is really shaky all night. I mean, they just have such an easy schedule. Oh, they certainly do. A yeah. bye this week. Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington. All should be wins. Yep. Indy, Green nine. Bay, Tennessee. It's a tougher stretch, but still. Probably two out of three if they play well. Mm-hmm. And then Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints. Giants again in the year. I mean, it's a schedule where there's no game that, to me, that stands out as one that they, 
you know, could not win. You know what I'm trying to say? They, yeah, they my, my concern is they played two two teams with winning records. One of them's Dallas with Cooper Rush, and the other was Kirk Cousins on Monday night. So mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for a real test. Fair. I mean, I, I am hoping that maybe, you know, week 12, week 11, week 13, the Colts tighten one of those teams emerges as the leader in the AFC South. They give them a little a little run for their money. I, I'd be interested to see how they look against Green Bay, although we've talked about Green Bay. They have not mm. been very good this year, so we'll see. Um, but it looks like the Eagles could post to a one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, next recap game is Jacksonville, Indy. It is also you. Again, a game where it looked like Jacksonville was yeah, in control for a little while. And uh, Trevor Lawrence only threw two incompletions all game. And, again, the run game was working with ETN. Michael Hasey broke up a huge run. So, it was at one point not looking good for Indy. But Matt Ryan played out of his mind. And so did uh, Deion Jackson, who looked phenomenal out of yeah. uh, just catching the ball. Ten catches for 79 yards for the running back. And then, obviously, he ran for a score as well. Uh, Matt Ryan, 42 of 58, 389, and three scores. His best game is a Colt. And at the end of the game, it looked like it, it was setting up for Chase McLaughlin field goal to win, which, again, certainly not ideal. And uh, Frank Reich dials up just a go route for Alec Pierce, and he beats, I believe, Sidney Jones, makes the catch, gets his first career touchdown uh, very late in that game. So Just a monster win for Indy. Huge win, three, two, and one. Now they're starting to build some momentum. They have a favorable matchup this week against the Titans' defense, who has not been great against the pass. So they maybe Matt Ryan gets the Taylor again. back as well. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, yeah, you're good. I'm done. Taylor would be a, a very good addition to that lineup. They need him to get going. Um, Jacksonville, on the flip side, Jacksonville, I'm kind of disappointed with how they've panned out after that start. I thought they were going to be, you know, in this race in the AFC South, and they've lost four straight. Um, There's really not – sorry, three straight. They've lost three straight. They're two and four on the year. They lost to Washington to begin the year. Yeah, so Jacksonville, just – I guess I'll explain a little technical difficulties. My recording stopped on Zoom, so – Evan's going to have some editing to do this week uh, with two <laughs> recordings. You're going to have to blend them together. Um, do you want to just restart my talk about Jacksonville and you can edit all this out and we'll just yeah. edit and place it there. So Jacksonville to me, it's like a little disappointing after the two and one start, they dominate the chargers. They look really good. Um, through the first three weeks, the offense was clicking shut out Indy 24 nothing, and to me you look at this team's downfall you know weeks one week one James Robinson 66 yards two touchdowns week two 64 yards a touchdown week three 100 yards touchdown and then they've lost the last three weeks eight carries for 29 yards 10 carries for 27 yards 12 carries for 54 yards I get they want to keep giving ETM the ball, but I think you still need that balance between Robinson's downhill ability and ETM's speed to the sidelines. I think they're missing 
the the defense is being held responsible for the run. I don't think they're running the ball as well as they had been. I get I'm I'm saying this because Robinson I own him in fantasy, but it's like <laughs> a what was the biased. guy doing? What was the guy doing wrong? Like he, he was running the ball well, hard up the middle, three touch uh, four touchdowns in his first three weeks. He's yet to score one sense, and he's really yet to look like a factor. Yeah, no, I I mean, I understand what you're saying, I, and I think it's been interesting. He had that one bad game, and then after that, ETN really started to get more involved, and now I think it's at the point where ETN is really starting to get more involved. I think he's getting more snaps than Robinson now. He's catching more passes. I mean, to average 8.6 yards a carry against Indy, that also helps his cause. Uh, Robinson wasn't particularly great in comparison to ETN, so I would expect that trend to continue. I just I think it it's going to be the ETN show at least probably seventy five percent of the snaps and uh the the, the touches. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if it works out for them. Um, Christian Kirk has disappeared off the map as well. Yeah. Next recap game, which we touched upon a little bit during power rankings, Baltimore Giants, um, Ravens up 2010 in the fourth quarter. Lamar throws a pick. All of a sudden, the Giants are up 24-20, and it's game over. Um, For Baltimore, again, it just seems to be the same thing that happened last year where they're just plagued by these fucking fourth quarter mistakes. Obviously, we talked about at length during this year is the fourth down and the goal line attempts last year where it cost them a few games. And then last week, it's just like Lamar, a fumble loss, an interception. Week before, an interception. He's only throwing 145 yards against Buffalo, two picks. 174 yards against Cincinnati and a pick. Uh, 210 yards against the Giants in a pick. And yes, he's running the ball successfully, but they have to get the air game going. And this has always been my concern with Lamar. Is there's just no consistency as an actual quarterback. The running, always consistent. He's always going to run. It's always going to be successful. But for the Ravens to be a significant threat in the AFC, he needs to be more consistent through the air that has to be a true threat for the defenses to account for. It can't be just Mark Andrews. They need to get Duvernay involved. I know Bateman was out last week, but they got to spread the ball around. Hopefully Jackson helps them out with the signing this week. But the air attack has to be better for Baltimore if they're going to be a contender. No, I think that's – I agree with everything that you said. And it was interesting to see them sign Deshaun Jackson as well. I think that yep. – they are aware of the problem. I think they want to get m- more receivers involved outside of Mark Andrews, which obviously they have to do. I mean, where's Rashad Bateman then? Um, he was hurt last week. but oh, he was, okay. Duvernay had a great first few weeks, and then where's he been? Uh, so I, I agree, and I think the problem with them has always been with wide receivers. I don't know if it's that Lamar doesn't like throwing to wide receivers. He loves Andrews. He loves the middle of the field. I mean, I think, he loves Marquise Brown. That is true. That is true. That was a big loss. Um, obviously, you get Kyle Hamilton out of that, but what has Kyle Hamilton really done for you? So, yeah. 
I don't know. It's it's interesting with Baltimore right now, but I agree. I think they have to focus more on on the pass game, which again isn't what they are. They're not a pass first team. They're obviously a run first team. Uh, I mean, maybe you can talk about get J.K. Dobbins more involved. I mean, Kenyon Drake get the run game no. with running backs more involved. Kenyon Drake ten carries for I believe one hundred and nineteen yards and a score. Maybe see if you can get him more involved. If not, I mean, J.K. Dobbins has been a ghost besides the Buffalo game. Yeah. So it's been disappointing to see a lot of the letdown seasons from guys like Bateman, Dobbins, et cetera. I agree. Um, it, it's just the AFC North is a fucking clusterfuck, huh? Cincinnati can't pull away. Baltimore can't pull away. Cleveland's mm-hmm. had some opportunities. They've dropped back-to-back. Uh, and then Pittsburgh with the win over Tampa Bay. So, who's your pick in that division right now? I think I'm going to go Cincinnati. Um, yeah, Cincinnati. Yep. Our last recap game, Kansas City Buffalo. Another just great battle between these two. Um, Buffalo wins 24-20 on the game-winning drive from Allen, and then Mahomes answers with a pick. I mean, Buffalo's legit. Man, they lost to Miami, sure, but Buffalo is legit. Kansas City is legit. They're both, I think, the clear favorites right now outside of you, – you can make the case for Philadelphia, but even then it's like we've talked about it. They, they haven't had some tests. They need some tests. So I think Buffalo, KC are easily the two top favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think they're the AFC Championship matchup. Um I don't have much else to say besides it was just a classic, great football game between two great teams. Yeah, classic game. I think Josh Allen continues to build his MVP case coming into the year. We both had him as MVP. We both had Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. I feel pretty Mm -hmm. confident in both those bets. I don't see Kansas City beating Buffalo in Buffalo in an AFC championship game. I think it's different when Buffalo goes to Kansas City. That's a tough place to play. But yeah. Buffalo in you know January, February. Well, that's. A, that's I mean, they did just win in KC. I mean, they did finally. Um, came close, obviously, last year in the playoff game. I think that's why it's so important for Buffalo to get that one seed, because I think they're even better at home. The key is just to turn Mahomes over. I think if you can turn Mahomes over twice in a game. You can probably beat that team if you don't turn it over. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, think about the turnover Buffalo had on their first drive, that lateral to McKenzie that didn't yeah. work out. They were still able to win despite that. I yeah. think a lot of other teams that's deflating in Kansas City to drive all the way down the field and then turn it over. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into some preview games, some of the pickums, and we'll wrap up. So, Ev, your first preview game Jets Broncos not sure why you chose this one well I did not choose this one uh oh that's right um the New York Jets are red hot right now I think Robert Sala's got them playing well I think they understand that the recipe excuse me to them winning is to run the ball as much as possible I think you saw when Joe Flacco was in at quarterback earlier on in the year was more of a pass heavy focus I think they've started to find what their identity really is, which I think is great. Run the ball with Brees Hall, who looks awesome, electric back. And you've seen some of the production from the receivers dip on this kind of winning streak. 
I mean, Garrett Wilson, five targets, one catch last game. Etwan Moore, or Etwan Moore. Uh, what's his name? Elijah <laughs> Moore. Elijah Moore, thank you. <laughs> God, it's too damn early. I need a nap. Um, <laughs> Moore, he, he had zero targets. He's frustrated. So it's been interesting to see the evolution of the Jets offense. I think it's more run-heavy focus. As far as Denver goes, I mean, Denver's a shit show. Uh, Russell Wilson is garbage. Maybe one of my favorite things on Instagram right now are the memes with, you know, Broncos country, let's ride, and then the ride. And then yeah. see what the ride is. Uh, it's like SpongeBob taking his driver's test and like <laughs> just going all over the damn place. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, but you see Melvin Gordon gets benched. I mean, Judy's talking to him, kind of, it looked like they were agreeing on something. Uh, you get just Russ playing like garbage. They can't seem to score more than 15, 20 points in a game ever. I don't it's know. Crazy, it sucks. The defense has been phenomenal. Yeah. And it's, we, crazy. it's always been just Denver's a QB away. Um, they've been pathetic. <laughs> I'm taking the Jets on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets as well. I can't pick Denver right now. I Hot garbage. Uh, next game, Atlanta visiting Cincinnati. Atlanta's offense has been kind of a nice surprise. I, I like Mariota. I didn't think they would be this competitive. I think we all had them around two or three wins. They're already at three. Uh, they won three of their last four. Beat San Francisco at home. San Francisco was a team that everybody was looking at to maybe take advantage of this Ram slide, they've dropped to three and three. So, I mean, you beat, you lose to the Rams by four. You lose to the Saints by one. You beat Cleveland by three. You beat Seattle by four. You lost to Tampa by six, came back from 21, nothing. And then you stomp San Francisco pretty easily by 14 at home. Mm. Mariota's been good. I mean, they've looked good. I don't know. Yeah, they they really have. It's been one of the biggest surprises in football all year. On the Cincinnati side, I do think they win this game at home. They looked good against the Saints last year, or last week. Chase finally getting more involved, which is a positive <laughs> sign for that offense. Um, who do you have? I, I really am considering Atlanta. I I think regardless, it'll be a close game. I'll take Cincinnati. Worth noting. Um, the Bengals are six point favorites, but uh, Atlanta is six and zero against the spread this season. Yeah. So I think it'll be a close game, but give me Cincinnati by three. Your game, your last game is Pittsburgh Miami, but you are absent from the screen, so I will do mine. In the Tennessee, um, in Tennessee, it's a big game. I know it's early on in the year, but big for the standings. Both teams at three wins. I believe Indy holds the tiebreaker right now. I'm looking. Um, no, Tennessee. No, t- Titans are in first. That's right, yeah. So Titans half a game above Indy. Indy can, with a win, surpass them for first place. It's on the road in Tennessee. Um, Indy looked good last week. The offense was there. Tennessee had the bye. But before that, Henry was starting to turn up. Uh, I know you just traded him away in fantasy. My concern is still – the Titans wide receiving group outside of Traquan, Traylon, Traquan, whatever his name is, Burks, mm. um, have not been impressed with Robert Woods. 
and I couldn't name another wide receiver on that team. Uh, I'm just concerned about the weapons for Tennessee. If they're going to ride Henry, that's fine. But, you know, the injuries the past few years, you wonder how much of a workload he can take. I'm going to go Indy on the road, carrying the momentum. Uh, I'm predicting a good game back from Jonathan Taylor as well. Finally, he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going Indy as well. Uh, I think this is a good, another good game for Matt Ryan, a great opportunity. opportunity. As I said, Tennessee's not been very good against the pass. They've been much better against the run. If Taylor struggles early, I think Matt Ryan, especially after last week, you know, has the faith and the confidence. He's building rapport with these receivers finally, uh, from Pittman to Pierce to even this running back, Deion Jackson, they want to throw Paris him at Paris Campbell as well. Paris, yeah, that's a great that's a great one too. Touchdown last week. So give me Andy. I agree. Campbell, um, 11 targets last week, seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. This was a second-round pick who was fucking great at Ohio State. I mean, a lot of people thought he would be a good NFL receiver. I think he still could. Like, I like him. I think he's a yeah. good good pass catcher, good route runner. He's fast. I think they just never involved him enough. It was always the T.Y. Hill and Pittman show with Rivers and then Wentz last year. I think if they get Campbell the ball, they have a pretty good three-way wide receiver core with Pierce, Pittman, and uh, Campbell. Yeah, I agree. Uh, your your last game is – oh, who are you taking? You're taking Indy? Yeah. Yep. Your last game, Pittsburgh-Miami. An interesting game here on Sunday Night Football. You get the Steelers coming in off a win against Tampa Bay, as we noted earlier. Um, Miami com- coming in um, on a loss again uh, to Minnesota that last week. They're starting to slip, started three and out now, three and three. Pittsburgh, two and four. I assume it'll be picking again for Pittsburgh. Um, for Miami, two uh, likely to come back, which is great for them. Just thought they looked great with Tua. I think it'll be a close game. I just have no faith in Pittsburgh's offense. Their play calling, I think, has been horrible. Najee Harris has been inexcusably bad all year. And I don't even know if that's on him or if it's on the play calling. Again, Deontay Johnson. just The offensive not. line, I think. That's a part of it for sure. Um, but, again, I, I mean, he's getting 12 carries a game. It's – I, I'd say give them the ball more. I get when you give them the ball, maybe there are no lanes. But uh, even Deontay Johnson's not had a great year. No one's really had a great year for Pittsburgh's offense. Miami, on the other hand, Tyreek Hill, he's getting 15 targets a game. Last week had a great game without a touchdown. I think he had 30 fantasy points, no touchdowns. Yep. Waddle's capable of uh, exploding, and I think Tua – was starting to build rapport early on in the year with the receivers, and I think his return is huge. So I'm taking Miami to win this game at home. Yeah, I'm I'm torn because I think Pittsburgh's defense has been underlooked. When they played good teams, the, the defense has showed up. Obviously, Tampa. Um, who am I forgetting? that They just played pretty close. Let me look real quick. Um, yeah. My apologies for the dead space here. Um, I know they're two and four, but in yeah, Buffalo, my... Buffalo, they got the Jets, the doors blown off. So I guess 
you know, the defense hasn't been that good, but it's a good win over Tampa nonetheless. I'm going to take Miami at home, though. With Tua coming back, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it's, a good, it's a good time for Miami to rebound. Yep, Miami's seven-and-a-half-point favorite opening up. Seems high. Let's get to some pick Thursday night game, Saints-Cardinals. This one should be just a fucking great one. Uh, give me at Arizona in the playoffs. They get Hopkins back. I think James Conner's coming back too. I don't trust Dalton really. So yeah, Arizona. that was sarcasm, by the way. This game's gonna fucking suck. I'll take Arizona at home <laughs> as well. Um, we already did Atlanta, Cincinnati, Detroit, Dallas at in Dallas. Um, Dak, I believe Dak's back. Yes, he is back. Dallas, I just think the defense is too good. Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas. Uh, Green Bay at Washington. Green Bay, no Wentz. Yeah, I'm going Green Bay as well, although no Wentz might be in the bandage. We'll see. <laughs> um, Tampa yeah. at Carolina. I'm going to be close. Tampa's despicable this year, but uh, give me Tampa. Tampa, 11.5-point favorites on the road. Yeah, I don't know if I can I can go with that. Giants visiting Jacksonville. Jacksonville uh, minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Giants. Cleveland visiting. Where are you, who are you taking? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm taking Giants as well. <laughs> okay. What was the next one? Cleveland visiting Baltimore. Cleveland, I smell sort of. An upset here. Uh, I'm taking Baltimore. They need to win this game. You can't go below 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston visiting Vegas. A battle of 1-3-1 one, and one against 1-4. One and four. I think Josh Jacobs is going to – started to show signs. And I like them at home, so Vegas. Yep, I'm taking Vegas as well. Seattle travels to SoFi to play the Chargers. Uh, give me, I just, uh, give me Seattle. I can't bet on the Chargers right now. Yeah, I think I'm taking Seattle as well. The offense just looks abysmal without Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah, he had two great weeks, but Sertan turned him into the no-show last, last, was it last night, two nights ago on Monday yep. Night Football. Um, they just haven't looked the same without Keenan. Nope. Kansas City visiting San Francisco should be a good one. Okay, see. I'm gonna go KC as well. Uh, and then our Monday night game: New England hosting the Bears. New England. Me as well. Imagine they go to four and three, and Miami loses. I know. It'd be wild. Um. Do you have a bold take or players or anything? Or we, we can do bold takes. I, I think we've stopped doing the player things, but we can do bold takes. I'm going to say Kenneth Walker. 100, 100, I'll go 125 total yards, two scores. And I won't guarantee a win, but I'll guarantee that. Okay. Um, I'm going to guarantee that Bailey Zappi – Throws for 250 
and two scores, and Stevenson runs for a hundred in a win. If Zappy wins, who do you start against Minnesota? Zappy <laughs> was not good, and like if Zappy's gonna take care of the ball, like I get it, he's just throwing slants over and over, but nobody's stopping him. He looked really <laughs> good last week, so yeah, I think if you win, you move to three and zero with him. Like this, the season looked over when Mac went down, and yeah. now it, there's hope. I think you keep riding Zappy. I get like it's a bad look on Mac, but I, I still think you just you have to ride the hot hand. It's like an NHL goaltender. Like, yeah, if Azzy lost five games in a row and their backup won three, he might start the backup, and that's just how it works. Yeah. And then until the backup sucks, then you go back to exactly to Mac. Right, exactly. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Good pod. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Slinging It Deep podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, make sure to check out our MLB, NBA, and NHL show, the Clubhouse Convos podcast. Make sure to also follow our Instagram as well at the Clubhouse Convos for Power Rankings episode releases and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody. Put your tears away, ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet, take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets, I'll be the one who accepts you know,